Welcome to You're Not the Boss of Me. If you are determined to break glass ceilings and build it your way, this show is for you. I'm your host, Beth Graves, and I am obsessed with helping you to not just dream it, but make the plan, connect the dots, and create what you crave. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey there, bosses. Welcome back. And today I get to interview Ray Higdon. I know most of you that are in our industry inside of network marketing know him as a best-selling author, an in-demand speaker, and a top social media influencer. I first was introduced to Ray when I caught him on a Facebook Live, and you'll hear his consistency over his lives over time and how he has built his coaching business inside of the network marketing industry. He has been on stages with Tony Robbins, Rachel Hollis, Les Brown, Brendan Burchard, Bob Proctor, Grant Cardone, Magic Johnson, Go Green, And I am excited to be sharing the stage at the same event with him at the Top Summit, which is coming in Naples. In the first week of February, it is an event that you do not want to miss. So down below in the show notes, you can grab tickets. They are $97 and you are going to hear from, you've already heard me interview Rob Sperry. We also have Fraser Brooks on that stage and so many more speakers, including Ray Higdon. So enjoy today's episode. I'm excited because you are going to walk away with some very, very tangible ways that you can consistently show up and build your network marketing business. So let's get this episode started with Ray Higdon. And before we get started and head on over to the episode, I would love to share with you one of our five-star ratings and a review from my friend Brie Loves Fasting. So thank you, Brie, for the love and for taking the time to write this review. We are going to reach out to you to send you a boss hat because I happen to know who you are on social media. And this is what Brie says about the podcast. She says, wow, I am so glad that I found this podcast at this point in my life. Timing is everything. If you haven't hit 40, still listen. Your life is a reflection of your choices and programming. What do you want in life? This is a great resource to help you figure that way out. Thank you for your energy, Beth. I can't wait to see how your journey unfolds. And thank you right back, Bree, because you are an amazing and extraordinary human. So without further ado, let's get started with the episode with Ray Higdon. I'm so excited today because My vision was created along the way from silently stalking, watching people that had gone before me, that had shown me that this was the industry where I could create a life that I wanted to to live every single day, making money, residual income, staying in action, working online and offline. And I, I found Ray Higdon, who's here today. You guys heard the introduction earlier. And I have a network marketing audience, Ray. They know you. You're a legend. So... So here's the deal. Ray has always been a message to me about consistency of connection. All right. So one of my favorite books that I share with my team all the time is your social media book, Freakishly Effective Social Media. I'm over in Rank Makers. And because of you, one of the most effective things we've done, I've got a team of about, I don't know, 12,000 now, is we started celebrating activity, not celebrating the rank and the stage and the blobbity blob. So talk to me a little bit about what point. Well, first of all, I want to just ask you that question. I heard you on Shailene's podcast and you had such a great definition because I do have some entrepreneurs that are still like, eh, 
network marketing. Sure. So when someone says why network marketing, what do you say about that? Yeah, I mean, for for me, it's the our definition is it's the lowest risk, lowest overhead way for the average ordinary person to start a business. And I think I, I mean I can I can say that because you know I have had multiple businesses. I've had a real estate investment company. I bought a franchise, an advertising franchise, and so I know, and I have a lot of different kind of business owner friends as well. And so I know what their you know P and Ls look like. I know what kind of risks they have. I know what kind of risks I've had in the past in other businesses, and what risks I, I currently have. Our overhead for our team, and you know, our advertising and everything. I mean, we're hundreds of thousands of dollars every single month. You just don't have that kind of risk and cost that you have to be subjected to in network marketing like you do in other businesses. So when you think of network marketing, and my story is I started in the industry at the age of 47, never building online with a couple hundred Facebook friends. And I had this idea of social sharing that was just, I have got to talk to every single person that I know I can solve their problem. And so I didn't have any crazy strategy. I didn't have an algorithm. I just knew that if I told stories that people would relate to that. But I had to go offline behind the scenes. And many people will say, well, how did you have fast growth? And it occurred to me as I was, I journaled about you this morning because I journal gratitude and what you've given me personally, someone all for free, all for free. I, I received flowers on my birthday. Because I'm in one of your communities. So talk about like that is, that's a huge piece. But can you talk about the difference? So many people, we, as we were getting on, we talked about the pitch being never talk to your family and friends again. Why wouldn't I talk to my neighbor about a solution for her having to work every day and not pick her kids up at the bus stop if that's her choice? Like that to me, there's such a disconnect right now from they'll view someone that says have conversations in the coffee shop with the old way that we used to have the meeting inside of the RV. You know, I, I was a part of one of those with my parents. So talk to me about where you see the marriage of the connection, the conversations with your everyday friends to this big online brand that people are building around never prospect again. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of training out there that is made by the influencer, but not made in a way that understands that only influencers would actually benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it's positioned as a way that like, so, okay, what's the pain of the marketplace, which is a smart you know, business thought, right? What's the pain in the marketplace? Oh, they don't like to prospect or do work. Okay, well, I'll just say you don't have to. And so like, (laughs) at the end of the day, there has to be a fulfillment of that. And there has to be a, you know, you can't just say this, you know, this is a lettuce chopping knife, and it's actually a block of wood, right? It's just like, this doesn't work at all. And and so, you know, the listening to the marketplace of what they don't like is, is a good idea. You have the option, if you're a trainer to say, okay, let me try to help solve that idea by helping them, making them think differently about it, or let me just appease them into something that's still not going to work for them and they're just going to be frustrated still. And so I think, I don't know if it's increased. I mean, I I feel like it's been, you know, I've seen this kind of messaging, you know, for the last 10 years, to be honest, but I don't don't know if it's increased or not, but it's just a non-realization that I can, like, I'm an influencer and I can do certain things that will work for me. 
And however, the person, because we create all of our training with team no influence on in mind. So I mm-hmm. think about the person who friends and family aren't supportive of, they maybe they burn them out through bad pitches or whatever, the people that don't have a huge following that aren't getting many views on their videos. So I know that if I could teach something that helps them, uh, influencers could adapt if they wanted to and use it, or they're an influencer, they can use you know whatever, whatever it is that they, they like to do, because you can kind of bend the rules. Becoming an influencer does allow you to bend some rules, but the one rule I wish they wouldn't bend is recognizing where people are, because there's a vast amount of ignorance around that, of what I do works, so let me teach what I do, but for the majority of people, it won't work. Well, and I think that speaks to me because I felt innovative in many ways of how I was having connections. I knew in my age range when I started that I had a large group of people that had gone through the retirement that were viewing their next second act, or maybe it's the last act into their fifties. And then I had a group that thought that that master's degree, that PhD was going to have that pension. And all of a sudden we needed another way. And so I had to become an educator about residual income. I gave many of your videos to people to watch about explaining what network marketing is all about. In fact, I sent your Shailene interview to a friend of mine that has, I mean, 40,000 PhDs and is still making $32,000 a year. And I said, listen to why I believe so much in this industry. So had someone said, no, you have to just post transformation pictures, that wouldn't have worked. So it's innovation along with, right, those connections and those conversations, One of my favorite things about you, though, is that it's just not like throw a bunch of copy and paste, share the link into the inbox and see what happens. There's a system that you use, a sequence that we've all followed if you're over in RankMaker. So talk about when someone's like, okay, Ray, I'm in. I'm going to commit a daily agreement to myself. I'm having seven conversations a day. I know when I was trying to get to the top of the company, hit certain goals. I was willing to do the work of a hundred a day, a hundred, always a hundred and one because, but for every day, the agreement has always been, if I have three conversations a day, I'm moving forward. So how would those conversations, we've got a lot of people that are like, I want to do what Ray did in his network marketing space. Yeah. How does that flow of conversation look? So it's just not send the video, send the link, send this and, you know, just spray and pray. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So for those of us old enough to remember, you know, we used to open our mail over the trash can, right? Because you got (laughs) so much junk mail. And I'll be honest, I'm back to that point now because I don't, we order a lot of crap online. So, I mean, we get like 15 of these catalogs every day. I'm like, oh my God, how many times is, you know, Hammaker and Schleimer going to hit me with something? (laughs) Yeah. There's so many of them. Anyway, that's how people view their inbox now when there's a link in there. Mm-hmm. And, and so when, when I observe my inbox, so if I open my inbox and I don't know you and there's a link in there, part of me is relieved because I don't have to read it now. <laughs> agreed, <laughs> it's agreed. Like, it's like my junk mail. I'm just like toss. I'm like, oh, cool. Like just toss, toss, toss. If there's no link there, I'm like, oh man, I got to read it. Okay. All right. What are they saying here? And, and so like, it's no longer like, oh, you know, uh, I got a I, AOL, I got mail, all right. right? <laughs> it's not like, a, like a, a, a great feeling or something. It's like, okay, what, what do I got here? What's going on? And so 
We specifically talk a lot about cold market people that you do not know because there's always going to be more of them than you do. And if I equip you to talk to cold market strangers, people that you don't know, then you can go in any marketplace. You can go in any country. You can teach anybody. If I always assume that you have a hot market of people that's willing to pick you up at 2 a.m. if you're stranded on the, you know, on the street, then that applies to some, but not all. There are some people that if you said, hey, who, who would you call if you were stranded on the street at 2 a.m.? They'd be like, uh, police? Like, they, they don't know because they may not have those kind of close relationships for whatever reason. And, you know, we're not going to be a therapist and solve them in one day. We don't know why, but, but that's the truth. And the truth is there are people at Internet Marketing because it's very low barrier of entry, very low risk, very low overhead, that may not have the greatest social situations. And so what about them? And so like we cater our stuff to help that person, but by doing that, and this is actually covered in the E-Myth by Michael Gerber, he says, you know, the reason that McDonald's works so well is that that system was designed with the person with the lowest level of skills in mind. You do not have to be MIT graduate to run the fryer, to, ma- to even manage the store, because that's all, that's all a system, a rating system. There's, a, there's systems for every single thing in, in that operation. That's why it's so successful. That's why it's very rare to even find a McDonald's that is closed down. However, you see this all over the place in other kind of businesses because it was designed for the rock star in, in mind. It was designed for the influencer, and uh, you know, which is a, certainly a major advantage, but a very small percentage of people. So- When you reach out to people on social media that you do not know, it is different than a cocktail party. And so we have such treasures like how to win friends and influence people, you know, things from, you know, Dale Carnegie, things from, you know, there's all kinds of them, right? And they were crafted in a time and place where you were only, only meeting people face to face. If you're at a cocktail party and you say, hey, what is it that you do? That's fairly normal, right? You're there, they're there, fairly normal. You message someone across the pond or across the state or across the, the street that you don't know, hey, what do you do? It's a little weird. Like, why, why, why are you messaging me? And so what we have just been bold enough to tell the truth about is when you message someone you don't know, they're thinking three things. Do I know you? What do you want? And why me? Those are the three things. So if you follow and and what some trainers have done very lazily is they've just taken what is taught in how to win friends and influence people and just say, Hey, you just got to build rapport babies, you know, just go build rapport. And for most people that is like, go build a small block engine, go solve a Rubik's cube while blame folded. You know, it's, it's, it's very difficult. Build rapport with people you don't know on social media can be very difficult for people. And for most, not influencers, but for most. And so we suggest that you actually give them what they want and you get to the point sooner. Now, that doesn't mean hit them with a link because that's too soon, right? Slow down. But what we would suggest is if you're leading with, and there's obviously a million products, but if you're leading with opportunity, it might look like this. How do I solve those three questions that they have as quickly as possible and see if there's an openness to move to the next step? And so what that might look like is I might reach out to someone and say, hey, I know we don't know each other, straightforward, just, just saying, it's on your mind. You're wondering, do I know this person? Have I met them before? All right. I know we don't know each other. I see that you're in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm looking to expand my business into Atlanta. Would you be open at taking a look at what we're doing to make extra money on social media? And if not, no big deal. 
Now, if you send that message to a network marketer, regardless of their level of success, they're going to be like, dude, you're supposed to build rapport, you're spamming me. And ask yourself, what exactly is spam? And what exactly about that message offends thee, right? What offends you there? Is it that, would you, are you open to taking a look and it's okay if you're not? Is that the offensive part? Or is it that we don't know each other, that you were straightforward? Or is it that you're just in Atlanta, right? And so there's, there's nothing about that message to a non-network marketer that is offensive. And I've had, from training this for quite a while, I've had one, one guy, he said, oh, I've, I've had people offended that weren't marketers. I'm like, okay, send me a screenshot. I'd, I'd love to see this. I, I want to see the everyday ordinary person that got this message and was mad. I, I'd love to see it. He couldn't produce it. And so I've yet to actually see someone. Now, if you send it to a network marketer, they'll get all high up on their horse. Because here in network marketing, we, we support cannibalism. We like to eat our own. <laughs> we, like to, we like to make fun of, of, you know, ah, I'm in a power position and this little network marketer is trying to prospect me and I'm big time. So let me, let me do a screenshot and make fun of them. And, and so it's, it's really strange to, to do that sort of thing, to hate on someone who's trying. And again, if you use your brain, not what you've been taught, and you analyze that message, what is offensive about it again? Is it that, are you open to taking a look or if you're not, it's okay? Like which, which part of that? And so spam, and I had to actually create this definition, you know, based on our, our observation of this phenomenon when people hear this and they think, oh, that's too soon. I'd rather build rapport for six months and then finally get to the point, which nobody likes. Everyone hates that. And, and so spam is assuming the position of your prospect without evidence. Oh, can you repeat that, please? So spam is assuming the position of your prospect, but with no evidence. So if the guy walks up to the girl at the hotel bar and says, I got a room upstairs. Well, I'm not saying it'll never work, but you're kind of assuming some things. It would be better if you said, hey, are you here with anyone? Can I buy you a drink? And if not, it's okay, right? Like that would be a more mathematically you know, possible situation. And, and so it's, we're not assuming, we're not assuming anything. I'm saying, Hey, are you open to taking a look? And if not, no big deal. And so it's just, and, and one, is that duplicatable? Well, I mean, we've had entire teams completely transform their organization by just saying, you know what, we're just going to do that. That seems a lot easier than how beautiful family you have. Uh, uh, how long have you lived there? Right? Like all, all of those, you know, build rapport things that you would do offline, which makes sense, but Online to a stranger kind of creates a weirdness there. Like, well, okay, buddy, what is it that you want to get to the point? Right, right. Uh, and so a lot of people can duplicate that that may not be able to duplicate building rapport. And it's something that is fast. It is, it's a lot faster to just ask the question. And I'm not hell bent on getting a yes. I'm hell bent on asking them if they're open. Well, and when I look at when I personally started building, it was a natural question of, I didn't beat around the bush. As I met people, I would say, Hey, I would love for you to take a look. I'm building in the Chicago area. I had to do that to my own sister, if not, no big deal. And, and I also then said, if it's not for you, who do you know? So one of the big pieces of that is first of all, thank you, because I think I'm going on six years with my current company yeah. and a, a lot of, we do, we have a lot of camaraderie sidelines that have done both things of, oh, now we've met, you know, now we've hit, we've walked the stage, we've done the thing. So let's do it differently than we actually built. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then we're like, wait a minute, that's not what we were doing when we were building. And Jennifer and I had this conversation and we started doing that exact plan and having a blitz on Zoom, hop on, we're all into activity and then having that opportunity if needed for the, for the three-way validation, which is the video, which might be a chat, which might be inviting right. to a Zoom and whatever that piece is. So another piece that you've said over and over, and when I feel like people have belief that that model works, their business model works, that people will make money, there's an energy behind the messaging, and that's why we bring in that third voice if, if needed before we have belief, right? Or the video, or just the story of here's my friend that was a blobbity, blobbity, blob. The I'm, other- I'm, a huge fan, I'm a huge fan of video because you can, I mean, you know, we have clients that have teams of 700,000 people. And guess what? All 700,000 could use the same video at the same time. I agree. I love it. And if you don't have the video, you can make the video people like that's the key is having 40 people hear my story or hear the story of the company a day. What's your ideal length? What do you think people's attention span is for that video? Yeah. You know, it's, it's something that a lot of people, a lot of people get tangled up on that. So I mean, I'll just say I've recruited hundreds. I recruited hundreds and hundreds of people because I, I was, you, you may have said in the intro, but I was the number one inter- earner in a company. I'm not just a trainer that, you know, like, hey, I think this stuff works. And so I recruited hundreds and hundreds of people, believe it or not, with a 60 minute video, which is, you know, probably longer than, than you want. But I've also, I also recruited hundreds of people with a six minute video. And uh, those were two different companies because the company that I was the number one earner of did end up merging into another company. So it was a little bit different product. But what is more important than the length of the video or even the video, which sounds crazy, is your posture with the prospect. You know, the the reason that I was able to recruit hundreds of people with a 60 minute video is because I was able to get hundreds of people to watch the video. And that takes posture. That takes how are you communicating? How are you managing the energy and, and connecting you know, to get them to, to move forward? And, and so you know, is there an ideal length? I mean, if it can be under 20 minutes, I like that. But that wouldn't stop me if it wasn't. So when we talk posture, and as a leader, I'm, I'm watching someone that I feel is not feeling it. The posture's not there. They're not getting the results. I'm sending those messages, Beth. I don't know what's going on. And I feel there's, there's not posture. There's some days they just can't show up or they feel like they can't. What are some things that you're listening and you're like, yeah, of course, Ray has posture. He was the number one income earner. Of course, Beth has posture. She's had success. But before that, we didn't have that to lean on. So someone wanting to say, what's posture? How do I get it? Like, you know, that you feel it when you're around that person. When I see you at Top Summit, I know that I feel the energy around you. In your videos, you've got posture. I mean, were you always this cool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so one, I mean, we define posture as the belief in what you have, regardless of external acceptance or approval. And so I don't need someone to accept or approve or agree with what I'm doing or my company or my product or my service for me to continue doing it. And I would say that's probably the number one killer of would-be success stories is they come in and then they seek acceptance and approval. Did I do a good job? Did I, did I make the right choice, guys? 
And so they seek acceptance, approval, agreement with the people around them, which they will not find as it's weird to be an entrepreneur, period, let alone a network marketer. And so that's just, you know, complete lack of posture. So what you're talking about is in regards to like, you know, consistency is some of that has to do with them being aware that not everyone has instant success. And this is another area where influencers mess this up badly. And, you know, I remember I was at, I was at this event and this guy uh, got up on stage and he said, I recruited the first 60 people I talked to and this is what I said. And so everyone's like, whoa, just writing this magic incantation. And uh, here's the problem. If he recruited 60 of the first 60 people he talked to, it wasn't because of his skills. It was because of his reputation and relationship with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That just doesn't happen. And so all these people are thinking, oh, it's this script. So they're going to go and, <laughs> and you know, say the script and get rejected and then think, I'm just the idiot. I'm, I'm the problem because this script is tried and true. And, and so making them aware of stories of people who didn't create success quickly so when I was, let's see, four years full-time entrepreneur, that's when I hit foreclosure. That's when I got a million dollars in debt. That's when I was dead broke, chased by bill collectors. That's when I went through a divorce, was sleeping on my buddy's couch. So that was four years, full-time, not part-time. That's where I landed. And so I, when I started, when I got serious, I should say, about my network marketing journey, I made hundreds of calls, maybe thousands, probably thousands of calls from a house that was in foreclosure. And that's where I was staying. And, and so people need to be aware of that. You know, one of our clients, Amy Murphy, 17 years in network marketing had only made $3,000 total, now a million dollar earner. See, people need to be aware of those stories. That's why as a leader in, in network marketing, I hunt for those stories. I seek those stories. I know that it took Harrison Ford 27 years to get a, the main acting role, right? I know that, you know, Dyson went through a thousand different prototypes before he created the Dyson vacuum, right? And so people need to be aware of that so they don't think they're weird. But what magnifies them thinking it's them is when it's only fast success stories that are shared. You know, like Joe hit 10,000 his first month. Way to go, Joe. You know, and they're like, whoa, right? So it's more discouraging than encouraging. And so the sharing, and this is something I originally kind of understood the concept in um, a book uh, I heard Dan Kennedy recommend, uh, Psycho-Cybernetics. So Psycho-Cybernetics is basically a book of a whole bunch of stories of failures and, and how long they took so that you feel better. And you're like, maybe I'm not so bad. And, you know, there's other stuff in it too, but that's kind of the deal. And so how do we make more of our teammates aware that not everyone has instant success? Many people that they go through a lot of obstacles, but where they end up is still worth it. So let me ask you this. Along your journey, obviously sleeping on the couch, a million dollars in debt, you make the decision I'm going to make these phone calls. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to persevere. So that mindset, that shift, that's a lot of personal development, a lot of work for you. So talk about those pieces of your rituals, of your routines. Like you show up every day on Rank Makers. Yeah. If there's, the sun comes up, Ray Higdon's on Rank Makers. So <laughs> that's such a, watching the consistency, the discipline, and even the, the listening, your reader, 
We had we had every single guest that's been on has been talking about how they want to learn. So what are the rituals, the routines, even date night with your wife so that you've created and designed this life? You made the decisions to grow your own business and to invest the time, the energy. What are the, what's what's your ritual, your routine, your non-negotiables for Ray Higdon every day? Yeah, and you know, and it's varied over the years. Right now, my non-negotiables are an hour of playtime with my daughter, 200 push-ups a day, run every day, uh, go to the gym every day, do my rank maker video every day. Those are my non-negotiable daily things. Things that, you know, we do, like you said, you know, we do have date nights, like, you know, as far as, you know, weekly and, and that, you know, that sort of thing. And there's additional things in there. But as far as this day isn't, you know, isn't complete till it's, or not complete till, but this day has to consist of those would be the things is those things have to be done. And, and so, you know, I've done a video a day, at least one video a day every day since July 15, 2009. Um, so it's over 10 years of, of doing a video a day. And, you know, so for me, like, you know, we, we launched, you know, Rankmakers two and a half years ago, it actually wasn't a big deal to commit to a video a day. I was already doing it. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh man, I'm going to do it. Like, no, I like it. The only difference between what I used to do prior to Rank Makers and now is it's just much more in, in the dirt with them. It's much more in the street, you know, because I get to see much closer than just a random, you know, video on social media and you may or may not see the comments. It's, I'm just more entrenched and people are more plugged in. And we have more accountability and, and, and tracking and that, that kind of thing. The hour, I'll be honest, the hour with my daughter, I have, I have to schedule. I have to do that. You know, my childhood wasn't fantastic. I literally never had someone playing with me, a parent figure or anything like that. So it's something that I, I had to force myself to put my phone away and dedicate to dolls or ponies or whatever the hell we're, we're you know, dealing with and, uh, and, and spend that time with her. Well, and, and what, I, what I'm hearing is intentional. And that's where that agreement when, when you do that over in Rank Makers is it, it feels really good to have that daily agreement with myself that, okay, I'm agreeing this week. It's three conversations a day. It's a, I'm going to give myself a break, but I'm agreeing I'm going to take that run. Right. And, it, and when you put your head on the pillow at night, you're not like beating yourself up like, oh, I suck. I didn't do it. What's wrong with me? You've done that. Yeah. And so I know that I know all the different ways that I can get the, you know, Ray Higdon in my head, whether it's the books, Rank Maker, some of your higher level coaching groups for six and seven figure earners. We're going to put all of that in the show notes. I also know I'm going to be able to see you and speak at Top Summit in Naples, Florida. But how can someone just starting out all the way to the six and seven figure earners that want some extra support, how can they work with you? Yeah. I mean, I think I'll just give like two steps here uh, because I don't want to give too many, but one, you know, you can check out my Facebook page and just watch some of the videos. We, you know, pretty consistent with videos on there every week, unless I'm traveling, I do a free coaching Friday, uh, which is a good glimpse into how I show up inside of our other programs. And so you could check all that out, you know, for free, uh, facebook.com forward slash Ray Higdon page. Uh, if you like what you see there, then you may want to check out Rank Makers, which we, you know, sometimes we open like one or two times a month and that's at rankmakers.com. 
I, I would check those out first before you look at, you know, further things because we don't resonate then we don't resonate. But, uh, but yeah, we do have programs, you know, we have, um, where I coach six and seven figure earners. Uh, we have, I think we're hosting two companies here in the next 30 days that are coming to my house and I'm working with their executives and, and leadership was just in Cancun uh, company pulled me out there for a, a leadership, you know, retreat to train their, their top guys and, and girls, I should say. And so, um, yeah, that's some of the options there. Thank you. And on one closing thought, if you had to give one piece of advice for someone that right now is saying, okay, 2019, I didn't quite manage to hit that rank goal, that, that income goal, 2020, it's happening. They're putting it all over their vision board. They're writing it in their affirmation journal. What is your one piece of advice for that person listening? One piece of advice, I would say- Or two or three. (laughs) Create it. No, you said one. Uh, One. I would say create a daily routine that makes success inevitable. So when I was growing my network marketing business, I went for 20 no's a day. I did self-development every day and I did a video every day. I never, those are three things. That's it. Three things. And I've never in my career shared that with someone and they said, huh, that worked. Hmm. That's shocking. Like they're all like, oh, that'll do it. And so that means that I had a daily routine that made success inevitable. Now, didn't know when. In fact, knowing this routine, I went to my girlfriend at the time, now my amazing wife. I told her that it was probably going to take me two years to get out of debt. And I didn't know that seven months later, I'd be the number one earner in that company. And so have a daily routine that you stick to, because it's pointless to just have one, right? Have a daily routine that you stick to that makes success inevitable. If you look at what, I, what you do every day, no matter what, will that make success inevitable? And you know the answer. You know, if it's beat myself up for four hours, overthink things for three more hours, not prospect anyone, and uh, do a video every now and then, that does not make success inevitable. <laughs> that you may... But I mean, make it inevitable to where it is, it's got to happen. I mean, look what I'm doing. And so you need to have that level of belief in your daily routine. And I think have a daily routine that makes success inevitable in all areas of your life. If if you're talking fitness, if you're talking your relationship with your kids, I love that. All right. Thank you so much for being on with us. And we're going to put in the show notes how to how to go over to Ray Higdon's Facebook page, how to get connected with him. And if you're listening to this, we are also putting below how to grab your tickets to Top Summit over in Naples, Florida, which is Naples, one of my favorite places. Not a bad drive for you to get there, though, right? Not bad. Right on the road. (laughs) All right, Ray. Thanks so much for being on with us today. Thanks for having me. Oh, my goodness. What an incredible episode. I have walked away with pages full of notes. I know you have as well. And you can get access to more training with Ray. And you got to take a look at some of these other speakers that are going to be at the top summit. There is something magical about showing up for events and being in person and being in the space with people like Hal Elrod from Miracle Morning, Danelle Delgado, Ray Higdon, as we heard today. We have Natasha Haslett coming, Natasha Robertson, Katie Harbison, Jessica Green. I am speaking. There are so many people that I'm leaving out, Fraser Brooks, Rob Sperry, and you are going to hear from people that have truly been in the trenches building their network marketing business as well as entrepreneurs and authors. So 
I am going to give you a special link to get your tickets. Go to thetopsummit.com forward slash Beth Graves 4625. I'm going to put that down in the show notes and I can't wait to see you at the top. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today on You're Not the Boss of Me. I'm hoping that you found one thing that you will do today that will allow you to move forward to that big audacious goal. And I have a favor to ask of you, and that is leaving me a five-star review over in iTunes. Every single week, I read your reviews. I love hearing what you have to say, and it allows me to bring you more to get more people to interview that are doing the thing, breaking the glass ceilings, creating what they crave, and helping you with your game plan. So leave me a five-star review, and when you do, I enter you to win the You're Not the Boss of Me swag. So make sure you leave it, and we'll reach out to you if you're the winner. Thanks so much for hanging with me today, and we'll chat with you soon.